0: As a bass player, I'm always listening to the drum and bass line in every song. Rhythm is what my ear is drawn to, and it's how I think about and conceive of music. And as a bass player, I have a lot of love for drummers, who, if you pardon the sports metaphor, are a lot like baseball pitchers, or for those of you in the UK, cricket bowlers, who either come at the batter directly with speed and power, which would be a hard bashing player, or try to fool them with tricks and changes which would be a finesse player. When it comes to ska and reggae music, my personal favorite drummers are John Bradbury of the Specials, who managed to somehow mix finesse into his power drumming, Everett Morton of the English Beat, for his pumping four-on-the-floor foundations, with intricate offbeat stick, and Lloyd Nibs of the Scottlites with his incredible finesse playing, take it from me, a good drummer can make a bass player sound amazing. Though drum and bass rhythms drive the various eras of ska, rocksteady, reggae, two-tone, dancehall, and beyond, drums and drummers have defined each distinct phase. And like the divide in rock music that occurred in the mid-70s when synthesizers and drum machines began to make their way into pop and post-punk music, reggae also had a similar moment when the very first drum machine arrived on the island in the early 70s and slowly became the dominant sound during the early 80s with the advent of the tang rhythm, which was driven by a Casio keyboard drum preset. Hi, I'm Mark Wasserman, author of Ska Boom, an American Ska and Reggae Oral History. And welcome to this episode of Punky Reggae Party, a special audio documentary series of the Ska Boom podcast that focuses on the historical origins and impact of reggae on popular music that will explore the phenomena of punk and post-punk bands adopting the sounds of reggae. In this episode, I'm going to change it up a bit and dig into the history of drum machines and how they changed the course of reggae music. But first, a bit of history about drum machines. Some of the earliest innovation in the development of the drum machine occurred between the 1930s and 1960s with Leon Theremin's Rhythmicon, Harry Chamberlain's Rhythm Mate, and Raymond Scott's Rhythm Synthesizer. These mechanical timekeepers were intended to aid family sing-alongs, with many early machines, including the 1959 Wurlitzer Sideman, featuring preset rhythms for popular dances such as the bolero, samba, and waltz. Give it a listen. The Echo Computer Rhythm had a six-row push-button matrix that allowed users to enter a pattern manually or to push punch cards with pre-programmed rhythms through a reader slot on the unit. Have a listen to one of the earliest Echoes from 1972. echo lacked in accessibility and ease of use they made up for in changing the sound and texture of music, but also helped to elevate the producer to the role of musician. This was particularly true in Jamaica, where sound systems and later record labels were all driven by personalities who were keen to one-up the competition with new talent, but more importantly, new sounds. Lucifer son of the morning, I'm gonna chase you out of earth. Among numerous other accolades, Lee Scratch Perry is credited as the first Jamaican producer to use the Echo drum machine on an obscure track, which he never officially released, but did allow a few sound systems to cut on dub plate. Chim Chiri, recorded in 1973 by the Upsetters, is a crucial piece of music history and the holy grail of electronic reggae music. It marks the pivotal moment in time when the Echo was employed on a reggae track and this is the result of its very first use. The song marked a turning point for so much electronic dance music whose original roots all start in Jamaican recording studios. According to the story, the drum programming for Chimchurri was handled by the Whalers bassist Aston Family Man Barrett and produced and dubbed out by Perry. The dub sounds much heavier than the original, and while the sound suffers from age, the tape degradation does lend the tune an incredible hazy quality. Give it a listen. (laughs) Music <laughs> During an interview with the ReggaeVille website in 2017, the noted reggae drummer Sly Dunbar explained the history of the drum machine in reggae. Family Man made a tune called "Chim Chimturi. So I don't know, maybe between Scratch and Family Man, because Scratch is a futuristic man. There are a couple of Bob Marley songs with the drum machine playing on it. I don't know who really started it, but I know I saw the drum machine over at Scratch's studio. The Chimtree Instrumental would take on a new life in 1984 when American reggae artist Shinehead voiced three versions, one of them being a cover of Michael Jackson's Billie Jean and another of Junior's Mama Used to Say. Later, the Barrett brothers brought a maestro rhythm king, MRK II, to Jamaica. Built between 1971 and 1974, the MRK II would have a brief moment of relevance before quickly fading away. The MRK two was limited in what it could do. It had 18 preset rhythms and couldn't be programmed. Yet when the MRK two was introduced to popular music as an instrument in its own right, it subtly changed the way that the music world thought about drums and percussion. It's brief time in the spotlight on Sly and the Family Stone's 1971 album, There's a Riot Going On, and the hit Family Affair helped to put drum machines into just about all of the popular music heard today. Give the maestro a listen. In the early 70s, the Barrett brothers were working with Bob Marley, and based on Family Man Barrett's experience with Chim Cheree, he was tasked by Marley, who was open to experimentation, with incorporating the MRK2 into some songs they were working on. It appears on several songs on the Natty Dread album from 1974, including So Say" and No Woman No Cry, and can also be heard on early versions of Rainbow Country and Natural Mystic. Give Rainbow Country a listen. Just a few years later in 1985, a Casio keyboard preset rhythm would revolutionize the sound of reggae again when producer Prince Jammy collaborated with the singer Wayne Smith on the song Under Me Slang Tank. The rhythm is based on a pattern found on the Casio MT-40 home keyboard. The synthesizer pattern itself has been speculated to be an attempt to recreate Eddie Cochran's 1959 rockabilly song, Something Else. But Casio denied the Cochran song to be the source, saying instead that it was based on a 1970s British rock song they declined to identify, but has been suspected to be the David Bowie song, Hang On To Yourself. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Punky Reggae Party. My book, Skaboom, is available from DeWolf Publishing at dewolf.com, that's D I W U L F.com, as well as on Amazon. Thanks for listening and take care.